to our podcast channel. I'm Jada. I'm Rizza. Um, so today we're gonna be just talking about um, just chilling, talking about labor and immigration. We're gonna be checking all the boxes on this labor and immigration stuff. You know, America going through it right now. It's really a tough man out here in these streets. So yeah, let's just dig right in. Let's get down and dirty. <laughs> So one of the first topics we're going to be starting about is the issues and conditions unions attempted to erase or improve. So unions wanted to improve their working environment, definitely. Two of their goals was to fix their working schedule so they were able to have more free time and able to get home to their families and just, you know, come home and relax from the workday. Everyone else loves that. Everyone wants to kick out their shoes, you know, and they weren't even able to, to do that back in the day. And it's, it was very frustrating because, you know, people have families, they have lives, and their whole entire day doesn't need to be spent working and laboring at a factory. Uh, another thing that they were able to accomplish to get, besides having their working schedule fixed, was being able to not have to pay for things that they needed for their jobs. Um, one thing that was a problem for some of these factories were when women would have to just make clothing items such as shirts or socks or shoes or whatever and they needed needles they needed needles to knit to work and pretty much one instant at a job site they would have to um, purchase their own needles when they broke and it was just a really big inconvenience and it didn't make sense it was like hello you know I work here I shouldn't have to pay for things you know this is money that I need for my family to feed them so it was very very unreasonably inter interesting to learn about um, another thing that uh, were some methods that labor unions used to fight for these better working conditions such as the needles that they needed to get and um, better working schedules was um, a union would use methods such as parading around the Capitol peacefully, letting their voices be heard and letting the government know that they have a purpose and they want to be heard and they weren't going to let anyone get in their way. They would also go on strike um, and stand out in front and protest in front of these um, factories and just show people that they weren't going to stop until they got what they wanted. And it wasn't so much like very, how do you say, like aggressive, but they wanted people to know that they weren't just gonna be stomped around by these higher people with more money than them. And we're gonna show that they had some say in what they were being told to do in their jobs. Um, so monopolies were created by these certain people that were in power and had more say than the people who wanted better working conditions, these laborers, these lower class men. And some of the things that Rockefeller and Carnegie created were monopolies and they created them in their industries. And 
And a monopoly is when you buy up all your competition pretty much and you own all the products and you oversee every single source of where your product is coming from, such as if you're making popcorn for instance. Um, I remember we were creating different monopolies that we could do in our class um, earlier. And when me and my partner created a popcorn uh, industry and we were buying up things such as kernels, um, packaging, uh, travel, such as trucks to get out our product into the world. And so people like Rockefeller and Carnegie would create these different monopolies and brought up all their product and um, created a bigger company and they didn't have to continue to pay an outside source instead of they would they're the clear owner of those products and their attempt was to make sure that no one else could be more successful than them in their industry and they just bought all that stuff up so they were making profit from those things specifically that way they didn't have to pay for it and cost more money and it was just really good for them uh, in the end but not so nice for the other people who were in this industry with them because they were like, I don't have enough money, you know, to buy those things. And so they just really overtook that market that they were in. Um, and some of these people saw these people like Rockefeller and Carnegie as robber barons sometimes or captains of industry. And how I feel about that is obviously to be the best in America, you are going to have to bend the rules. Like, let's just be clear there. There are people out there who, you know, are continuing to make history and we have to acknowledge that. And it's very impressive, their successes and how hard they work. You have to work hard. And so I wouldn't consider that being super like toxic in any way or say that they are bad people because honestly, like they did hard work in order to get to where they are. They had to be smart. They had to, you know, create these different things to in order to make their product work and in order to make their industry work and buy get more money you know and so you really can't blame someone for being smart and tactical especially when it gives back they give back to the less for fortunate there's a lot of uh instances where they were using their money for good as well so you know it's very interesting when you put Rockefeller and Carnegie in association with the world's robber barons. Um, but yeah, so it's just kind of interesting. There's a lot of different things that will continue um, because of th that continued in this world because of these unions. And it's very interesting to see how they affected this world and how America grew. So next we're going to be starting to talk about the immigration that was in effect to these labors and behind it. Because it also wasn't just Americans that built this country. Um, a lot of it were people who came to America. And we're going to learn about and dive deep into the reasons that people came here. Um, because really it was we built America off of immigration, like, and 
because of these people that came here, we were able to grow and thrive and just create this new space for America. Um, some of the push and pull factories for the immigrants during the 19th century were uh, due to injustice of the religion. Some people weren't able to have freedom of religion and they would often be killed because of things like, oh, I don't agree with your religion, so I'm going to kill you because, you know, there should only be my religion. And off, and that even happened all around the country. But, um, and that is some of the reasons that people came here to America because we had a freedom of religion, even though there were some instances where people were forced to be Catholic in some areas. Um, it still was a safe place to express yourself and have a freedom of your own speech and your own mind. Um, and there weren't very many cases of that here. Um, uh, one of the instances that also helped people, specifically Irish people, um, that main group, ethnic group, what made them come over here was also because of the potato famine, the big potato famine that they had there. Um, potatoes were their main cash crop, and in those days, um, it was pretty much all they used. That's all they believed that they needed to eat every day. So when it came to having not having access to that crop, it became huge for Irish people to immigrate to America because there was hopes of more food, more money and land and opportunity. And everyone just came over here because they were able to have and dictate their own lives and their own land. And it was very important to uh, the Irish people to come to America and just start a new life for themselves and, you know, not have to worry about getting food from these crops that were no longer going to be here. But the Irish coming here wasn't all that great for them. It wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. Um, a lot of them faced discrimination and prejudice against um, the Americans that already originally came here and first came here. And these newcomer Americans faced uh, a lot of things such as uh, one instance is the Chinese. When they came here, uh, they received a lot of backlash when they came here. A lot of tension was created in where they lived and in their homes and how they functioned daily in day-to-day -day lives. Um, there was laws made against them targeting their specific ethnic group mainly. Some of these things that were targeted were such as the men's hair and they would do ponytails in the back and would braid it. And one of the things that was created was that they weren't allowed to have their hair like that, that it caused problems for some reason. Um, also how they carried their food was targeted and the where they lived and just their religion too and their cultural practices. Some of them would even get ganged up on and beaten to death just for the way that they looked <laughs> and the religion that they believed in. 
Also, as well as um, these things that were discrimination that was made against these specific ethnic groups, um, they would also resist and try to fight back from these prejudices formed by the Americans. Um, to maintain uh, their cultural pride and stay safe, Newcomer Americans would often write articles and letters to those in charge and confront the source head on in hopes for more justice. Others might have made a certain area in their state a safe place where other, where only their ethnic group would inhabit it. Um, two important celebrations of immigrant groups during this time uh, that was also able to help inspire those in America and newcomers to America that were immigrants um, is that one of the, the head ladies from China came to America and rallied with the Americans <laughs> and spoke of them coming together in a huge step for not only, you know, Americans and immigrants to really form a community, but it also created um, a really great atmosphere for America to grow as a country and be better for the future of the people that came to this country, lived in this country, were born in this country. And it really just created this inspiration and provoked a new sense of passion that was embarked in America. Another important contribution um, is the Chinese brought their culture here to America. They made things such as Chinatown, uh, like in San Francisco, which is now a definite hotspot for tourists in San Francisco. There are lots of non-Chinese people that go there um, and fantasize about the things that would occur during that time and you know it's very much a place where people celebrate their culture and are intrigued by it and are able to learn about the history behind their ancestors and it's a huge step for America to be able to be more accepting to them and also for them as an ethnic group who was um, very much terrified back in those days and is now able to live peacefully in their homes um, in current day San Francisco.